Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Yeah, yeah, so so I'm going to tell you right now because I've had nothing else to do during this quarantine. Uh, I'm. This is the definitive opening for us. Like I know I've been saying it for the last seven or eight or 12 weeks, but this nine, time, nine. this mm-hmm. time I feel... I feel, I feel, Sybil, I'm feeling confident. I love I'm what a man com- says that. I am feeling confidence of a Christian who's got four aces. I'm feeling <laughs> confident. <laughs> like, like, like Tiger King woman's husband that he was going to die. I feel confident. <laughs> you feel. All right. Okay. Right, hold on, hold on. Right. Okay, let me pull, let me pull, let me pull up my drum set right here. Let me pull, uh, pull up my drum set. <laughs> Two, three. And... Yeah, Scotty Pippen's contract sucked, but not as much as generational poverty. That's an aha. In high school, I avoided tests all the time. Now I want one so bad. That's a ha 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 Boom. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Yeah. I think we might have something. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. good. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. People talking about uh, people talking about uh, you know what's the name Wexler? What was his name? Wexler, who was a Scotty Pippen's agent because he had that bad contract for seven years. Oh man. But when you when you come from nothing and somebody says eighteen million dollars over seven years, you're gonna be like, yes. (laughs) I'm bet. I'm a. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say I'm betting Pippen. Pippen's agent said, "Player, don't take that." Don't take that contract. And Pippen was like, I am from a family that makes $500 every two years, and I'm going to make over $2 million a year. Give me the money. Yeah. He put, yo, he made money a three syllable word. Give me the <laughs> money. <laughs> so many. I think that's Have you gotten a test true. for a coronavirus yet? Have you gotten a test for a coronavirus? No. Okay. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I, I, I meant to, I never, I got right into it because, you know, I was so happy with the, uh, Scotty Pippen signed for the Chicago Bulls for a seven-year contract for $18 million, which sounds like a lot. And if you're in generational poverty, like many of us have been, that is a lot. However, in the NBA, that was peanuts. Um, but the good news is after he got out of that contract, <laughs> After he got out of the contract with the Bulls, would not renegotiate. He did get like $38.5 million like for one year. So he made up for it. But it was just like it more shows not not about Scott Pippen, but the Bulls um, as an organization at that point in time. uh, What's the scientific word for it? Um, Sucked. Anyhow. Scotty got hosed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Another scientific word. And this is uh, from the uh, documentary, The Last Dance about the yes. Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan's last run. Um, I have so many mixed emotions about that, that documentary. I just, uh, as a- Why, well, tell me Chicago, as a Chicago girl. Yeah, really, as a Chicagoan, um, I was there for the uh, first three, and then I was in Dallas for the second half. And um, it, uh, and, you know, Michael Jordan was everything. I you know, I have friends, I have girlfriends that really know Michael Jordan. Um, but <laughs> hold up, all right, never mind. That's not the point, so I'm not gonna stop but, there but as no, much as I no, want to. Right, right, because it's not. Um, 
but I don't have a great reference for Michael Jordan in terms of what I'm seeing now. Um, so what I'm seeing now is, is a disappointment to me. And especially in the case of Scottie Pippen, I wish that I didn't know that first of all, everybody told Scottie, this was a bad deal that he was signing, including the owner of the team said, I wouldn't sign that if I were you. So what do you do with that, Stephen Hill? I don't, uh, I mean, look. Okay. What? No, what? No, no. I, I, so I, so from where we are, we would say the same thing. That's why I said, but from a point of view, if your family has truly been through generations of poverty, generations of poverty, and you, I mean, you have a, and to be clear, uh, Scotty Pippen's agent is now one of the top agents in all of football, not in basketball, but in all of football. Hmm. He's runs, he's part of the uh, uh, CAA, one of the biggest agencies in the world, mm-hmm. in all of entertainment and athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably, I would not doubt if he told Scotty Pippen not to do that. But if you don't have, and you have not had, and you have two people in the house, two people in the house who have uh, who have additional needs for mobility, right? We had two people in wheelchairs in this house, and you have this generational poverty. You might jump at the first offer. Yeah, you could get more, but you're thinking like two million dollars a year when you had nothing before, right? And you don't want to argue it out because because your thought is like this could. This could go away at any moment, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody goes through the imposter syndrome. Everybody believes like, I need to take this before they find out that I'm a phony. Right. Now, a lot of high accomplishing people have that feeling all of the time. And so if you have that and you have that money thrown at you and you know there are people saying don't take, but I'm like, this is literally gonna change five generations in my family going forward. Like a lot of people jumped on Scotty, but, and, and I get it, he could have gotten a better deal, there's no doubt, but like there are other factors in play that, that come from when you're from rural Arkansas and have needs. Yeah. That's my thought. That's true. And then when you marry a Miami housewife and you go broke. That said, the Bulls organization sucked for not, re, re, the yeah. Bulls organization sucked for not, for not, I mean, they're just inexcusable. And then, well, yeah, his own decision was to marry a, Miami housewife because when you come from nothing (laughs) (laughs) she was something um but did Michael have any responsibility to help him in that process that's an interesting question I I I mean help in terms of like what you just said like the owner said don't do the contract right like what's Michael gonna don't take the contract and uh, but 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 he yeah, did. but you're right. He He's did. a grown man, and he did it. And oh, you know that's that's what's done is done. He ended up broke. Uh, he did come back and work for the Bulls um, as sort of like a a front office community of uh, forum kind of guy, or you know out, a man of the community for the Bulls. Uh, they fired him recently. <laughs> um, oh, they didn't realize that. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure. It's just kind of a sad story. But anyway, uh, I'm enjoying the Last Dance documentary. I have watched it. I was going to say watched it as they came out. But I think <laughs> I think this past week I watched it later after uh, the first run. Um, but it's uh, it's been enjoyable for me. So 
I don't know about you, but but you're not a big basketball fan. Oh, I, amazingly enjoyable. But I'm but I'm but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of culture. I'm a yeah. fan of interactions. I'm a fan of relationships. Yeah. And so, and people kept calling this the Michael Jordan documentary, and much to my great satisfaction, it is so much more than a Michael Jordan documentary. Right? There's no doubt he was the leader of that team, and people have called him an asshole for years. Right? <laughs> and the fact that he talks to people foul and but he has a singular goal of winning. And yeah. when you're at athletics or any, or, or sometimes in media and entertainment, in business, or yeah. you, you, you have a focus on winning and everything else comes secondary. Personal relationships, whether you like me or not, he could have cared less whether anybody liked him. All he wanted was that lopsided basketball trophy at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter who was on the team. Like the fact that the fact that he, un, I love the last part was about Dennis Rodman who went, who, in case you don't know, <laughs> Dennis Rodman in the middle of their last championship season was like, I need to get away for a few days. I, I need to go to Vegas. <laughs> and then he went to Vegas where he was with Carmen Electra and he was photographed going everywhere, <laughs> came back late. But, but, but Michael Jordan tells this great anecdote about like, he, they thought he would come back haggard and everybody else and everybody else on the team had to literally keep up with him. Right. The point being that, other, pe other people need to treat their body a certain way. For Dennis Rodman, it was about getting his mind right a certain way. And his body was always going to be right because he wasn't going to let that go. And the fact that he just did it differently than everybody else and everybody on the team accepted that. Once mm -hmm. you accept everybody doing what they have to do to get the job done for the team, you're winning. Once you start thinking you have to tell everybody that they have to follow that line, you're losing. I think that was the genius of Phil Jackson, too. Um, understanding yep. that each of them, because he, you know, allowed him to do that. And then there was also, uh, <laughs> he was electrified. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but that was a very funny story. But, um, if they did a, a documentary of your life, what would they call it? Of my life? Of your life, Stephen Hill. Oh gee, wow, that's a that's a trick question. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, everything in its right pl place. Everything in its right place. <laughs> everything in its right place. Everything in its right place. It may not be the right place for everybody. It may not be the right thing for everybody. But for me, everything is everything in its right place. Okay. All right. Like How about you? What would your what would your document? I don't know. Your, I, your, I asked that question, not having an answer, called? and not having an answer in my in my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your quick answer? Like we we'll come on next week and change our answers. I'm perfectly happy for that. But on the top oh, of your head, true. like what would you go? That's with? true. That's true. Um, I'm not done yet. Oh, that's a good title. That's a good title right there. That's a good title there. I, I have mean, to believe it. I'm not done yet. That's an even greater possible. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> As if I don't have me. enough challenges like in my life. <laughs> okay, it's like so a, it's like a horror um, movie. Speaking of horror movies. Speaking of horror movies. Oh, uh oh, coronavirus. Oh, I mean, anytime you say, anytime you say, speaking of horror movies, it goes naturally to how Trump is dealing with the horror, coronavirus. I thought that was just universal language. I thought that was just our language. I just we just knew that. <laughs> well, when uh, I said, "Oh, oh," I, um, I, I, I knew. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, what do you think? <laughs> you know, the the greatest thing that I my my greatest takeaway or the worst action this week 
is the hubris, the the absolute gall, I should say, of um, Michael of uh, Pence, Mike Pence, going up to Minnesota, to Minneapolis oh. area, and not wearing any kind of protective gear. I thought that was a real insult on his part um, to all of those people who have worked so hard and are trying to to fight this virus and, and him not taking the proper precautions with the mask or the gloves or whatever. I just thought that was awful. It was so disrespectful. And I, I, I applaud the Mayo Clinic, the Mayo Clinic in Minneapolis, where uh, they let him know, they made, they sh- made sure via Twitter, yeah. that they let people know that, hey, we told Pence what the, he was, should be doing before he got there, that he needs to wear a mask and that that is standard procedure. And Pence went up there and when asked about it, he said, I wanted to look the workers in the eyes and have them see how much I really appreciated them. And my first thought was like, damn, I know my mask doesn't cover my eyes. What's the problem? Like, what's it? Okay, I'm glad you want to do that. Why do they need to see your mouth move? You need oh to, why God. do they need to see your nose flare or mouth move? If you say, if you say well, what I need, what I really need to do is hear them. Uh, I need to have them see my nose flare and my mouth move. As I told them, how much I love Yo, if he had said that, I'd be like, that's stupid. But at least that's a good reason. Uh, but but okay. look him in my eyes. Who who are you, Batman? What? <laughs> right, anyway. That's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Um, but I will say this. But I will say this, and I, I should have—I I really should have led this. I should have—I should have led with this. By the way, I should have led with this. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not even sure about you. Um, you never uh, are. But uh, you know, I—I got—I got a call. I got a call from uh, Michelle Obama today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I? Did I? Oh, did I, did I name drop? Did I name drop? I'm sorry. I, now, the funny thing Way is, since it, did, since it came the from a number, I, what? Since I since since it came from a number I didn't recognize, I didn't pick it up. I'm like, I'm too busy here in quarantine, uh, um, um, doing nothing. I'm not gonna quarantine up. central. And it happened to be Michelle Obama, but she and did she leave left a message. A message? So that's that. I think that's cool. Should what I play it? She... you want to hear it? Yes. Okay, here you go. Here you go, Michelle Obama. My producer's looking like it's not really Michelle Obama. It's a joke, and I'm gonna go. Nope, it's actually Michelle Obama. Hi, this is Michelle Obama. (laughs) On behalf of Mayor Bowser, I wanted to share information on free coronavirus testing for District of Columbia residents experiencing symptoms. If you or a member of your household is experiencing fever, cough, sore throat, difficulty breathing, congestion, body aches, chills, runny nose, please contact your medical provider immediately. Right. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are y'all laughing like, did y'all get one of those calls? <laughs> hold up, hold up. Y'all laughing like, yo, y'all laughing like she called a lot of people like it wasn't just me. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of way right now. Hold on. I'm feeling type of way. <laughs> oh, God. That's, you Sybil, know what? Sybil. Stephen Hill, nobody makes me what? laugh like you do, but that because... was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean? And, and you can hear him laughing. She call everybody. I know she called me specifically. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him mm-hmm. laughing because I think I he <laughs> he doesn't appreciate who you are either um, with your personal call. For <laughs> <Michelle Obama. laughs> 
Oh, y'all, y'all make me feel bad, Nary. I don't know. I don't know if that's an intention. I don't know if you're doing that, but but you know, you really should be careful about making me feel bad, bad right now because I'm already having a hard time because I can't see my therapist, and so making me feel bad right now is probably a really bad idea. Well, does she, does she make personal calls to you? Does she make personal calls to you? Oh, oh. <laughs> or does she right, say that's right. I. I'm gonna call that number back. I sh- I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna call that 800 number back. Okay. I'm gonna call okay. the 800 number back and see what happens. All right. Okay. Y'all making yeah. fun of me. Y'all yeah. making fun of me. There's another voice on this line right now, isn't there? Yes, there is, and he's laughing as much as I am about your personal yeah. call. Hey, Michael Yo. Hey, how are you guys? Comedian and entertainer. Hey, it depends. And- hey, Michael, did you did you get a did you get a call from Michelle Obama today? Uh, no, but I actually interviewed Barack Obama. Oh, oh well, mm, well, I'm not sure which one is bigger right now. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If you want to keep if you if you want to keep it eleven if you want to keep it eleven mm, and that's what we try to do. What's your uh, choice? Uh-huh. What, what, I mean, which one which one are you gonna pick, Michael? Which one you pick? So we're basically yeah, right now we're I, one for four on the calls, but uh, you know, I oh. mean, Brock's cool, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, you know, you know, just an interview. I mean, Sybil, Sybil, Sybil once called him a has been, but other than that, it's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. I understand. You know, but that message was cute. That message was cute, though. You know, it's a cute message. I like that. What was that? About a minute, minute and a half on the phone. Yeah, and that's it's a, mine, all mine. That's usually Stephen Hill's record. Um, it's like, <laughs> so, oh, Michael, man. yo, right. I really Jeez. wanted to have you on the show. Emergency Zoom therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can zoom Michelle Obama too while you're at it, huh? <laughs> Oh man, you know what? <laughs> I am feeling not special right now. I am. I I'm Jack's deflated ego. <laughs> can I tell you? I was can, yes. I was listening to your uh, last dance conversation, uh-huh. which I love. And just to go on Stephen's point, it's uh, Scotty Pippen signed him for what was it, eighteen million for seven mm-hmm. years. But the reason why he took it because he mm-hmm. had a lot of back problems. And that money was guaranteed. So he could only play one year and he still would have got all the money. And he had yep. major back problems at that time. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's why he right. took the risk. That's right. Yeah. 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 And that was, was so that before or after the headache started? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I, Yo, I even love. Michael, even Michael. No, go ahead, Steve. He's great. He, he, in, in, the do, in the documentary, there was evidently there was a, there was a big game, and uh, and Scottie Pippen had a headache, and even Michael oh, gave yeah. him looking into the camera like, "Oh yeah, that's the one we got. You got you got the headache." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right? "Wow, <laughs> wow, but it's amazing! Scott, it's amazing." Scotty's using Scott, using get out of sex techniques to get out of games. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, it was like a dance. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Go ahead. <laughs> so are you watching are you watching uh the last dance and other things oh. in your recovery time michael yo yeah, a coronavirus I mean, sex story yeah well the last dance was my childhood you know it's yeah, like that yeah. michael jordan was he was the dude that was on my wall i look up to michael jordan uh, you know it, it was a thing where like he was everything if you play basketball middle school high school he in in above he was like you want to be like Mike, like they said back in the mm-hmm. day. And it was, mm-hmm. so, it was so interesting. About 10 years ago, I sat behind him at a restaurant and all my friends were like, oh, you got to say hi. You got to say hi. And I was like, 
nah, because that's gonna kill my. What if he's what if he's an ass to me? That's gonna kill right. my dreams of growing up. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? He already did enough for me. I don't oh, need to say no. he he made my childhood. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. I, he did. Yeah. He already did what he needed to do for me. And a hello, or him going nah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That would be all. Hey, Michael, I'm just a big fan. Yeah, no, that's it. We're done. You know, I can't, I couldn't handle that emotionally. Yeah. I couldn't handle. Dude, that, that was the right move. That was so the right move. Right. That was so yeah, the right move, good. especially with that cat. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. You can keep 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 the dream alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So wait. So people for the people who don't know, don't you are you are on the downside of the slope of your own personal interaction with coronavirus? Is that correct? Yeah, it was horrible. Um, mm. I got coronavirus, was in ICU for eight days. Uh, when I got to the hospital, and this is what I want people to know before I even get in my store. I work out six times a week. I eat healthy. I'm 45 years old. Like I, I You would never think, oh, I'm the guy that's going to get it. But somehow mm. I got it, and I, I just couldn't breathe. My wife had to call 911. Ambulance came and, what, and got me. What was the date hmm? on that? When did that begin when you had that first initial problem? Oh my God. Well, I first, I don't know the dates, but I first got it and I kind of quarantined for three days, but my temperature was going like from 101 to 102. And then that fourth day hit. And then I just had shortness of breath where I could barely breathe. So my wife, I had headaches. I had chills. Everything All of uh, that you're seeing now. Mm -hmm. The symptoms, the new symptoms. I had the new symptoms, the headaches, the chills, the shivering. And and finally, I just had short of breath. Uh, 911 came and got me. And as soon as I got to the hospital without a test, they go, you got it. And they took me to ICU. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor came and they did a chest x-ray. The first thing they do is a chest x-ray because they want to know like where you're at as far as fluid in your lungs. So... They did that, and then the doctor came in, and I go, look, just be a straight shooter. What's going on here? And he goes, look, well, it, it, he goes, it's going to it's gonna go good, or it's going to go really, really bad, and we'll know in two days. Wow. And, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what do you mean really bad? He goes, you know what really bad means. He says, your lungs are filling up with fluid, so we need to take you to ICU. And I spent ICU for eight days up there. And they go, the last thing he said is you can't see your family. And remember, this was way before, I think it was, I don't want to say it was new, you know, but there wasn't as many deaths. This is probably like seven weeks ago. Mm. So, so they say you can't see your family because they didn't know enough about it. And right. you still can't see your family today. So they right. go, we don't have enough equipment for your family to come in. So all you can do is text. And then you're sitting there going, I could be gone in two days and I'm in the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. So I can't even enjoy this. So that's when it all hit home. And I really didn't know I was going to make it out to like three and a half days. That's where mm. my lungs and the fluid stopped and start and just leveled off and stopped moving up. So it was, it was, it was, it was a scary time. What, where were you when this happened to you? Um, well, I travel a lot cause I do stand up. So I was in New York and then I flew back from New York. I did Wendy Williams and then I flew mm -hmm. back, but I flew right back and went to Vegas for a day, performed out there. And then I had three auditions when I got back to LA. So wow. I met so many different people. 
I don't really know when I got it. And they said uh-huh. your symptoms can show up anywhere between one to 14 days. So it's hard to really tell where I got it from. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because all and the days were packed in that I was traveling, you know. Uh, the the scariest thing and, and the thing that always gets me in watching these stories about uh, people who have gone through this is that it's just they're so alone. Um, and like oh. you said, your family can't be there. And I'm thinking about your your wife and your yeah. babies. And it's just it's just got to be the worst of all. Yeah, it, it was a thing where it hit hard where and I got to be honest with you. Like, I wasn't as honest with my wife because Mm -hmm. she was watching our two kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's such a loving mother. And I I wanted her focus to be the kids because I knew if something happened to me, that's where her focus needed to be because there was nothing she could do for me in there, you Mm -hmm. know. And I was honest with my parents. And, you know, when you tell your parents, hey, make sure if something happens to me, my wife knows this, this, and this, you know, it it got that real, Mm -hmm. you know. So, it was, I didn't want to worry my wife. She knew it was serious, obviously. I was in ICU. Sure. But at the time, she didn't know the magnitude of it because, you know, that, that would just stress her out. And, mm-hmm. you know, since I had it, nobody could come over and help her. So she was alone, too, because they don't know if they got it. And things yeah. like that. And so we didn't want to endanger anybody else. So she was on an island by herself. I was on an island by myself. And like you said, it's lonely. And it's a thing where I just want people to know that's not taking it seriously. People are dying alone in the hospital because people aren't taking the right precautions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people are. <laughs> but when people are out there, you know, not being responsible, wearing a mask and different things like that, not abiding by the rules, it's, it, it's not just about your life. You know, a lot of people are selfish. And then you see on the other side, so many people are being selfless like all the frontline workers, the hospital workers, the cops, the firefighters, the central workers, like they're risking, honestly, they're risking our lives. They're risking their lives for us. And for us to be so irresponsible and not abiding by the rules, that's just selfish and wrong. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Here's, here, here's the thing. What, what we want to do through this is have people stay home, right? The goal from hearing your experiences is to stay home. So if you could, you, you, you kind of talked about it a bit, but um, nobody likes pain. If you could describe how it was as you got to your worst and how long you were at your worst so people can understand how truly serious and real this is, I think that would be very effective. I know it was when I first heard my first friend talk about the, the pain and it's what it was going so, through comparing it to other things that you've gone through it's, and that being that you haven't gone through childbirth. It's <laughs> nothing, you know, it's, it's honestly nothing I've ever experienced. It's the pain... Like you have it, like, you know, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It was that bad. I had headaches, but not just headaches. It was migraines. It's in the, it's in the it's chest? Like, no, my, my migraines, headaches. So it was almost like if people were hitting me with hammers on both sides of my head at one time, my mm-hmm. chest, it felt like I was drowning, you know, because my lungs were filling up with fluid. I still have fluid in my lungs. They say it's going to mm-hmm. take like eight weeks to 10 weeks to all go away. My body was aching. I was cold. I was hot. Uh, when you're in the, that's, the pain is unimaginable. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing is, and that's what went through my mind. If I, if I make it two days, it, this is not going to be, this is the worst pain of my life. And I, and I'm honest with, with my friends. 
I said, at times, if there was a life eject button, I might have hit it. That's how really? bad the pain was, you know, and it, I mean, it was sometimes you're like, oh, just, just, just be over. Mm. You know, it was that bad. It was that bad. Like I, it, it was terrible and nobody wants to feel that pain. Nobody, you mm. know, like a lot of my friends made the joke, well, you lost 15 pounds. I was like, yeah, but you don't want to go through that pain to right. lose 15 pounds. Like it, it's unimaginable. That's the word. It's unimaginable. You don't know what your body can take. But it was, it, it's unimaginable how bad my pain felt. It was a thing where my pain stayed with me for three days before I knew I was going to make it. But go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I, I was, I was going to say, I mean, the, the, the thing that tripped me up was when you said you feel like you're drowning, right? The feel, you know, everybody's been in a pool and gotten a little over their head and they feel that. But to feel like that more than two seconds or three seconds while you're on dry land, must be a you know that's that's the part with the it's it's abominable i'm just i'm it's just i i you know i've and everybody I've, and you know it's just it, it it's a pain and what it's I, pain and what i what i you know because when i went in i watched the news and everything so i had to i had my corona it was worse because it gave me double pneumonia and that's why the fluids were building up so fast mm -hmm. so and that's the and honestly that's the killer that's the thing the corona by itself unless it triggers something else, most people get over. But once it triggers double pneumonia, that's when it's serious. Because now mm -hmm. you got two things attacking your lungs at once. You know, and now that I'm out of the hospital for like six, six weeks, they said that my immune system attacked the virus too hard. I, I was the person where their immune system went nuts <laughs> and overreacted, you know, and that's what caused my problems, they said. Wow. But it was interesting I was the perfect test subject because I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I'm healthy. So literally every two hours, if I saw something on TV, I would be taking it 30 minutes later. Like that hydroxychloroquine, mm -hmm. they put me on that for a day and a half and they took me off of it because all their testing said it didn't work and it, where my body was at that time, it wasn't gonna work. Then they gave me the HIV drug, then they were pumping me with stuff every two hours. Yeah. I was the first person in our hospital with it, you know, yeah. in my area. Like for real. Yeah, so I was early. And, and so, so now that you're over it, now that, now, that, now that you're over it, are they, uh, are they coming back to you like, hey, Michael, can you give us some blood? Because oh, yeah. we, you know, we, we oh, like no, the way you're- I am. So, so are you giving plasma, yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? How, how are they following up with you? Now, well, my thing is I had it so bad, so I gotta wait six weeks before I can give plasma because I guess they're learning there's different uh, levels of immunity. If you just got corona and you got over it in a day, you know, they can probably draw your blood within a, a week, week and a half, two weeks. But me, since mine was so serious, it takes, and my immunity is gonna be so much stronger, they think, it takes uh, a lot more time to build up because now I'm gonna have, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but I'm gonna have the long immunity and the short immunity. You know, they did those wow. early tests and that's what uh -huh. it showed. But they don't know how long that lasts, but it's like my blood now is like apparently super strong. So I'm giving my plasma within the next two weeks. They're setting it all up. Wow. So yeah. Michael, um, Michael, 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 you, you Michael, had... Michael, 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 stop. Wait, wait, Michael, like, you should be very careful. Don't say that so loud. Because if the government listening and they find a black man who got strong blood. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know. Ooh, I'm a superhero. They're going to take it from you. I'll tell you right now. 
all of us all of a sudden be like what what's the, wh where'd all this blood go why is that skin just lying on the ground like that all scribbled up in the corner right. <laughs> Michael, as, as, a, as a black man, you had no pre-existing conditions. You had no. nothing. The blood pressure, was, the wow. This it is just, the first time I was ever at the hospital. Wow. Yeah. That's just oh my gosh. And and do you remember the moment that you made the turn for the good? Yes, I remember. I felt better towards the end of day three. Like the middle of day three, I started to feel better. And I was like, okay. And then the doctor came in that night, goes, all right, looks like it's going to be all good. Mm. <laughs> wow. So I was like, so I text my wife right away. I go, hey, baby, I tell you, this is going to be good. I'll be, I'll be out in a while. And then at like five, because at five days, so when I turned, I turned quick. Like mm -hmm. at five days, I started to feel a lot better and my fever broke. So they made me stay in the hospital for three days without a fever. Mm -hmm. So I left on that eight day, eighth day, but I still couldn't eat. My body was weak, but my fever was gone. And I was losing the symptoms, but it, it was still hard. I still didn't feel great at all. Were you still fearful of, of spreading the disease at that point? When I got out? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I quarantined myself. Uh, they said all I needed to do since I did the three days with no fever is uh -huh. to go 10 days with no fever, but I stayed 21 days with no fever because mm -hmm. I got a baby that's four months old and a mm -hmm. son that's three and my wife, even though I think they probably got it, I wasn't going to risk their uh, health for mine. So I just quarantined myself in a downstairs room and just been staying, I just stayed in there for 21 days. So, so you Chris Cuomo'd yourself. Yes, I really did. <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. You know, so it's a thing where, and I, I just, you know, it's it's a serious thing. And 80% of the people, they say it's fine. But let me tell you, if you're in that 20%, oh, mm. it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Do you have good insurance? Yeah, yeah. I have SAG insurance. So <laughs> okay. it was all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't paid yeah, you're for good anything. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, you I think that's you're why good. yeah, yeah. So I haven't paid for anything. And they took care of their part. But trust me, I pumped a lot of money into that health thing because I've never been to the hospital so they owe me, they owe me all that, money. <laughs> that screen that's that screen actors guild insurance is some that's the you they got real doctors and tv doctors in that one so that's you got right. double coverage <laughs> right right so yeah it's it's just a thing where it's serious and people need to take it serious and i know a lot of places are loosening rules you know and i know we need to get back mm -hmm. to, to work everybody need, everybody's suffering everybody needs money but it's a thing where you know, I've been in that situation where it's like, all right, I'll struggle for a little bit. But at least I'm alive. Right. You know, and that's my thing. And mm -hmm. that's how I look at life now. Any day I wake up, it's a great day. Like my mm -hmm. dad said, my dad used to always say that. And I never really understood it. <laughs> now? Till now. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I understand it, you know. Well, let me ask you this, because you are the the byproduct of a, an interracial relationship. What do you think about the um, all of the racism that's going on in terms of uh, Asians, but specifically uh, the Chinese people as, as a result of this being called the Chinese virus? Yeah, I think, I think it's pitiful. I think it's sad. I think it's a thing where, uh, you know, my dad always told me because my dad is black and has a PhD in nuclear physics and 
you can imagine in the 50s what he had to go through to get that PhD or the 60s. So mm. it's the thing where my where my dad always said that, you know, you can't, you can't, they're just ignorant and don't mm -hmm. go to their level because it's just ignorance, you know, and that's how I see it. It's, it's just people that are ignorant and that are looking for a fight and looking mm -hmm. to hate. And I think the leaders of this country are provoking that. Mm -hmm. And when you, when, when the person at the top is kind of given, uh, and all clear to it and actually promoting it and giving people shout outs about it. I think that's where it starts. It always starts at the top. You know, I don't care where mm -hmm. you are in. And I think, I think the world looks at us like America and, you know, we're kind of like the guiding light. And if that light's not good, kind of the world falls apart too at the same time. And you're seeing that now. Yeah. We don't even have a plan a national yes. plan from our government on what we should do. Now the government's like, oh, no, states, it's on you. You know, it's on the governors. You know, like, what is that? No, we're, we're the last resort. Mm -hmm. What kind of country do we live in where this is a pandemic going on and our government from the White House is like, nah, we're the last resort. Like, that's scary. That's not called know. leadership. It that's is called it following. Is, we have a leap. We have a leader that does not want to take responsibility, who doesn't want to take any culpability, none of that at all. And we're not used to having that in the United States of America. We have leaders who are like, okay, bring it on. Give us, give us what, give us give the biggest challenges. And this guy is just, he, he's, the, the only good thing about this is that, uh, is that uh, it, this could mean his defeat in November. Yes, I That's hope all. so. And here's, here's another thing. Before the pandemic, people always ask me, you know, is there, you know, people are so upset that Trump became president. And I go, at that time, I go, the only good part about this is look how many different types of people are coming together. Mm -hmm. Like, like for instance, the, the female march, the, mm -hmm. the, woman, woman's the march women's march, mm -hmm. the women's march. That wouldn't have happened if Hillary Clinton was president. We all stood up for Muslims, you know, when Trump yep. was attacking them. So there's a, it's, it's all different ethnicities now are kind of joined and that's what we're going to need to take them out in 2020. You know, so I feel, I feel like, like me, what I went through, let me tell you this, what I went through in the hospital, I would go through again if I had to stand in line and got it again to vote him out. That's where wow. I am wow. because life is short and I don't want to wait, 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 what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just got chills. Wow. You felt, wait, hold on, player. You felt like you were drowning. You felt like you were drowning and you said you'd go through that again. Uh, I, no, I would, I would go through it again. As long as I know I'm gonna make it. Same outcome. As long as as long as nobody as long as nobody pushes the eject button, we good. Yeah. Yeah. As long, now let me let me be clear. As long as I know it's the same outcome, you know I don't want a different. But I would go through that same pain to wait in line and risk getting it, you know, just to vote him out because I, I you know, I'm a different, I got kids now and I don't want them to grow up with this hate. You know, my dad said, as soon as Trump got voted, he got, my dad is like, well, we're going to go backwards for a few years now. You know what I mean? And we have, He's you know, and he, and he meant more of not the economy or anything. He meant more of the racism. Yeah. You know, he meant more of the dictator type of person. He's like, this is not going to be good. You know, so I think I think people are going to be ready this this 2020 and it's not going to be a joke this time. All right.
No joke, get out there. No joke, get out there and vote. And and uh, that's right. And uh, and and hopefully we we will recover as well as as you have. Very very glad you you went through it, came out of it, sharing your story with us. Thank you very 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 much. Oh, I'm so glad to have the opportunity to talk to you again. I you know when you were on the Joiner show, I just felt such a connection to you because you were just you were Aww. sitting there across and and you're just so delightful and I and it just broke my heart to hear that you had gone through this, but you're coming out on the other side and sharing this mm-hmm. with us. I so appreciate it. I really do. And my last thing, I just want to shout out to the frontline workers and all the essential workers. We love you. We know, we know, even though you don't feel appreciated a lot of times from the government, we know you're risking your lives for us. And from my family, and I'm sure everybody's family, we we appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for saying that too. All right. Appreciate it. God bless you. And uh, keep up up the great work and and, uh, doing great Where can we find you? What's your uh, social media? Where can we find you? What's, your, what's up? What's, what's up with you next? At, it's just at Michael Yo, and the last name is Y O. It's not Y O E, not Y O E H. It's just Michael Yo Y O. Follow me on Instagram. Follow you on Instagram, and we yeah. can also listen to you on uh, uh, XM, uh, Sirius XM. Yeah, Sirius XM. Oh, and I got a podcast, you know, big comedian, some celebs stop by. I talk about <laughs> uh, my COVID experience. It's called the Michael Yo Show, uh, and it's a podcast, so you can check that out as well. Has Michelle Obama stopped by there? Right. Has she called you? Hmm? No, no, but I'm no. sure uh, no. Stephen will send me that message to play on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like your attitude. I'm, I'm not a fan of your attitude right now. This is not making me happy. Michael, y'all, right. thank you so y'all, much. y'all can y'all can be mad. Y'all can be mad. Michael, thank you very much. I will. I'll let her know, and I'm gonna hit her back. In, I'm gonna hit her back in a minute. So I'll let her know you said hello. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate <laughs> Thank it. You. Right. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. All right. All right. That is great. Michael Yo joining us here on From Ha-Ha's yes, to Ahas. That was an aha moment. I right hope there, you were listening man. to him. I hope, I hope you all were listening to him. That pain, and it, and it goes, I mean, I've had friends who have gone through it, and they and everyone says it's, it's like drowning when you're on dry land. Mm, Stay inside. Mm, mm. It's not over. We're on the other side of the curve, possibly, maybe, but the point is, on the way up the curve, you didn't want to be outside. You right. don't want to be out on the backside of the curve either, just because it's better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, just and you I mean, just because the two words you day. said, you said possibly, maybe. We we're we're hopeful, but yes. we don't really know, do we? We don't know. We, we're pioneering this. Like we're used to doing things, having a blueprint and having some kind of plan, and there is not one. And sadly, the person making up the plan as we go along is someone who who plays checkers and not chess and does not look five moves ahead, just the next move to the next news cycle. And that's what yep. Donald Trump does. And, and somebody can, who likes we, to say, we, luckily, I believe, I believe in Fauci. <laughs> and and what? and we are we are under the leadership of someone who likes to say, King me. King me. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you don't mind, if you could king me in the middle of the board, that would be great. Don't wait till I get to the end. King me now in the middle in the middle of the board. Oh my gosh. Okay. We've oh. done that a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> it's big. Um, so it's big. so seriously, with your health, if nothing else, it's, it's very big, it's very huge. No one's ever had a no one's ever had a king like this before. Um, <laughs> stay so. Stay home. Absolutely. Stay Absolutely. Okay. Oh, what a story. Mm, mm, mm. 
man. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see what what else you got. What else you got? Well, well, I want you to uh, remind people how they can uh, see your musical genius at work every Thursday night. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, so every Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. West Coast time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do it this time. 6 p.m. Central and uh, 5 p.m. Mountain. <laughs> oh, look at you. I'll do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at that. Uh, I, I uh, sunglasses, so sunglasses and soul music. <laughs> sunglasses and soul music. I pick a different topic every week. Um, like we played music with Jim, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, Prince. Last week was uh, uh, last week was um, all the all your favorite uh, divas, and there'll yeah. probably be a part two of that because I didn't get to as many as I would have liked to. So we'll we'll do that again. And I'm at Stephen Grant Hill with a PH. I'm thinking. Um, there's going to be like a salute to Indy Irie somewhere in there. I don't know why. I just have a feeling there's going to be like a, a collab somehow, somewhere. She, she will have a, uh, she will, she will without a doubt have a, um, have a, have part. She, she had a role in the last, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh Divas, uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, Sisters Singing Soulfully. That's what it is. Sisters Singing mm-hmm. Soulfully. And she will mm-hmm. absolutely in the future because she is all of the awesome. Yeah, she really All of is. the awesome. She really is. Uh, all right. What's I, the thing you did this? What's the thing you did this past week that you've never done before? Did you do anything this past week that you've never ever done before? I'd like to say I something that question, fun. Not knowing what uh, going to be, by the way. So. <laughs> no, no is my answer. Is unfortunately, in you. Nothing. No. Oh, I do. Okay, okay. I promise that was not a setup. I promise, promise. But it just hit me. I did something kind of awesome this week. I can't lie. It, uh, to I yourself, alone in your apartment. Well, that's every week, so that's nothing new. So that oh. wouldn't fit that bill. <laughs> <laughs> I made a lasagna. I made a lasagna. I made a lasagna. You did. I have to say it one more time. I made a lasagna. I was gonna say, how now, many times those- before you finally believed that you made a lasagna? We took a while, and I took pictures. I took like I I, I took it out. I took I gave it different backgrounds. I put some candles around. I took a picture there. Took it in front of my grandmother's license plate. I'm not kidding you. I really did. I <laughs> you put did. that up there. Right, right. I put it. I put it in the bathroom because that's where it's going to end up eventually. I took a picture oh. of it there. <laughs> right. So I took a picture of this lasagna. Now, for those of you who don't know, I've n- never cooked before. So this is a big deal. Like before this, that's the one thing I did during the coronavirus uh, quarantine mm-hmm. uh, is start cooking. Um and and, um, and I could not be happier. I'm I'm really excited so, for you. That's very cool. Thank you very much. I am too. And What's your favorite what, what, dish to cook, by the way? Salmon. I love to uh, grill salmon, and um, I also I haven't done it in a while, but I really do make a pretty good mac and cheese. Not necessarily with the salmon, but um, you know, oh, on the holidays. Like a, yeah, yeah. But, that sounds like a delectable combination, though. Yeah, I, yeah. but you know what? I think about. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's delectable, um, but I. But salmon <laughs> is my favorite, probably my favorite food. Okay, so when you grill it, what does that mean? If I have just an oven, does a grill mean I put it in a pan or in the oven? I don't know what that means. So on the grill, uh, you you might put it on um, some aluminum foil or something so that it doesn't stick, unless you are able to use some pan or something so it doesn't stick on the grill. Because I like the I like the the uh, the taste of the grill, if you will. Um, and oh, so, you mean out like the outdoor yeah. grill? Oh like yeah. That? Oh yeah. You can't do it yeah. indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. you can, you can, if you do have a little, you can have a little mini grill in the house. I don't know about in New York City, about the legalities of all of that in a, in an apartment, but um, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, that's my favorite is to to grill salmon, uh, just 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 lightly charred and still with the medium rareness, you know, still pink on the inside. Mm. Oh, I'm getting hungry oh. now. Oh mm. man, I, 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 and 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 I'm feeling like a little little Randy myself after you said that. <laughs> All right, it's time to go. It's time to go. Time to go. <laughs> I, to go. I, I always thought you were feeling a little Michael, but okay. All right. Mm, Randy. Randy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so Stephen Hill, how can people find you and uh, hear more about your, your musical extravaganzas? I live, I, I live, I, I live. <laughs> I was like, you want to find me? Please find me. I haven't seen Mariano in seven weeks. I live at 157 56 <laughs> Avenue and <laughs> come find me. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Grant Hill, all one, all, all smushed together on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. Uh, Stephen G Hill on Twitter, but I'm hardly ever there. Um, and um, in, in, in uh, W's chat room on OnlyFans. <laughs> And, and, and you, Sybil? Uh, SybilWilks.com, where you can subscribe to the What You Need to Know newsletter, as well as Sybil Wilkes on all the social media platform. And I don't see the picture of the lasagna on your Instagram. I didn't put it on my Instagram. Okay. I, just, I didn't say I posted it. I just said I took it. Uh, you took the pictures. I thought maybe you might see a picture. I took the picture. Okay. No. Okay. B- okay. By the time this is on, there'll be a picture. I'm going to post a picture on Friday of my of my. Of, I'm going to post a picture so you know I'm not kidding uh, mm-hmm. of the lasagna with my grandmother's license plate. I Ohio, love that. I love that. <laughs> 1974. Okay. It's perfect. so true. It's okay, so my true. darling. Um, this has been a a fun a fun day. Um, oh, with with you, my friend, first on IG and now here on our podcast. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, and we we hope that you would like to do that, you can go to any of the platforms like Spotify, and it's from uh, ha-has to ahas. Ahas. With, <laughs> with Stephen uh-huh. Hill, with Sybil Wilkes and Stephen Hill. And uh, we look forward to talking to you all next week. Thank you. Would it have bothered, would it have, would it have, would it have been such a bother to just put my name first just that one time? Like you, you, you had my name first, and then you switched it out. You know I what? Mean, just that You're one absolutely time. right. Okay. Just that one. Just that one time would have been just fine. No, no, I'm trying to make up for it now. <laughs> I'm trying to make up for it now. I'm trying to make up. I hate that. <laughs> just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. Make sure you put your name first. Make sure you put your name first. <laughs> <laughs> This has been from the house to our house with the with the little flying man style Stephen Hill from Civil Wilkes. <laughs>